the days are getting shorter, the weather's changing, it's hard. And so it's important to also give yourself a little bit of a break in those times because it's about consistency. It's not about overdoing it. You don't want to stay super focused. It's about being 80% there. You know, take that 20% edge off that you're super focused on, whether it's nutrition or how you're sleeping and how you're training and all the attention to detail that you look for. Instead, be consistent, stay connected, and have a focused outcome for that month and that next month so that you're still progressing somewhat, but you're not literally on it every day. You're not looking for perfection through the holidays. You're looking to just remain somewhat connected, somewhat consistent. Stay healthy, stay motivated, take the edge off, and be positive. That's Chris Hout, and this is another edition of Coach's Corner on the Rich Roll Podcast. The Rich Roll Podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? What's happening? Happy Thanksgiving. Are you guys ready? Are you visiting family? Are you heading into the lion's den? Come on, it's going to be okay. Thanksgiving is about gratitude. It's about love. It's about giving thanks. You can do this. Just seal your field. It's fine. Remember, they love you and you love them, right? It's going to be awesome. My name is Rich Roll. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. Today, I return with an informative sit down with my friend, my Otolo teammate, my endurance mentor, Chris Hout for another amazing edition of Coach's Corner. And today we're focusing on how to remain fit, how to remain enthusiastic, fresh, and engaged as we head into the wintry off season. It's a great one, looking forward to sharing it with you. But before we get into it, a couple quick announcements. The first one is very cool. As you guys know, the theme music for this show was written and performed by Analemma. What is Analemma? Well, that is my boy's band, uh, my sons, my stepsons, Tyler and Trapper, who are 22 and 21, as well as Harry, my nephew, who's 26. They all live with us. Uh, and the funny story behind that is that they recorded that. They came up with it in like an hour, and it was always meant to be a bit of a placeholder until we took the time to record something a little bit more professionally, perhaps a little bit more well thought out, but it just stuck. It's been the theme ever since. At one point, we tried to switch it out with another version and people rebelled. So we went back to the original one and it's just remained. It will probably always remain the jingle for the show. Uh, but if you've been listening to the show for a while, then you may also know that Analemma has been hard at work on an album their first album. I'm not sure when that's going to be done, but they've been working very diligently on it. They have a producer now. One of the guys from a band called Girls is working with them, and they're also being mentored by our friend Chris Taylor, who is a member of a band you might have heard of called Grizzly Bear. But the big announcement is that Analemma, Harry, Tyler, and Trapper contributed some music to Jaden Smith's new album, Sire. You know, Jaden, he's the son of Will Smith. Jaden had this album, Sire, just came out last week. Last I checked, it was number four on iTunes of all albums, which is unbelievable. And the story behind that is that Jaden comes over from time to time and he jams with my boys in the garage. He loves our boys. And they were jamming one night, working on a few things while Jaden was workshopping his album. And some of Trapper's drumming, some of uh, Tyler's synth work and Harry's guitar licks ended up on two tracks on Jaden's record. So that's pretty amazing and very cool. So I wanted to point that out, share that with you guys. Congratulations to Analemma, to Tyler Trapper and Harry for that. It's very, very cool. And I got to tell you, 
Jaden is a very cool kid. I mean, this is a guy who at just 19 years old is just unbelievably enterprising and also incredibly sweet. I mean, this guy does everything. He acts in movies and television. He created an animated character for a TV show. He obviously writes and performs music. He has a water company, Boxed Water. I mean, there is like nothing this young man can't do. He's rather amazing. Uh, and I'm also, I should say, working on him becoming vegan. He's super into it. He's seen all the documentaries uh, and he's very interested in, in talking to me more about it. And I think he'd actually be a great podcast guest. So I'll see if I can make that happen in the future. Uh, the second thing I wanted to announce is that as many of you guys know, David Zamet came on board uh, two months ago to be my collaborative partner on the video side of things. And over the last two months, we made the leap into filming the podcast. We created a few other cool pieces, and there's more on the way. Uh, we did a couple epic photo shoots. But ultimately, um, it turned out to not be the right fit for David, who decided to return home uh, to Malta. He just left on Sunday. So it's all good. I love David. Uh, we became very close. It's great. And likely he will return to LA at some point, perhaps even sooner rather than later. But obviously this interrupts the momentum that we created and leaves me sort of back at square one in terms of moving forward on the video front. And so for that reason, I wanted to put the word out once again that I am in search of a filmmaking, editing, uh, photographer, comrade in arms to collaborate with. And when I first made this announcement, I don't know, several months ago, maybe six or eight months ago, we got a ton of submissions. I'm going to go through all of those submissions once again, but I thought it was worth repeating that I am, once again, in search of someone to work with on this front. Uh, and I think it's going to take a very specific person to fill the slot. So please don't reach out unless you qualify in all the areas and can check all the boxes. Essentially, I'm looking for somebody who can work full-time or most of the time and in person with me at my studio. This is not a virtual gig. I need somebody with extensive editing experience in either Final Cut Pro or Premiere, somebody who is well-versed in graphics and graphic design, knows their way around After Effects or other effects programs, knows their way around camera equipment, ideally somebody who owns some great equipment, but that's not necessarily a prerequisite, uh, and somebody who can work as both a photographer and a filmmaker slash editor. Uh, and perhaps the most important thing, somebody who is in alignment with my mission, somebody who really wants the job, values the opportunity. Uh, and it's a job that really is going to be split between documentation, like doing the podcast, and also art, you know, more artistic pieces. Uh, of course, we're going to be filming and editing the podcast, doing occasional vlogs, but also cool think pieces, artistic pieces, instructional pieces, motivational pieces, and, and probably lots of other things I can't even think of right now. Uh, and also, this, this candidate needs to be somebody who isn't just going to do what I ask, but somebody who really understands aesthetics and can bring me ideas that can really elevate my messaging across all channels uh, and do that in a collaborative way. So like I said, it's a big ask and uh, it is going to take a very specific person to fill this role properly. But if you think that you're somebody who has the goods, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at info at richroll.com, info at richroll.com. Cool. We're brought to you today by Momentus. Over the last 16 years, I can safely say that I have tried almost 
every single plant-based protein out there. And I can tell you that most of them are highly processed with tons of additives and or they taste terrible, they're not third-party tested or simply just don't hit the nutritional bullseye with a legit science-supported formula with the appropriate amino acid profile that promotes optimal nutrient absorption, which is all just a long way of saying how enthusiastic I was to be introduced to Momentus's 100% plant-based protein, which solves for all of the above and then some with a precise blend of pea and rice proteins, which yields a complete amino acid profile, tastes great, and has become my go-to to ensure my body is supplied with energy for proper recovery and function. Momentous products are simply the best in the industry, which is why they're used by over 90% of NFL teams, by Olympians, Tour de France champs, and world-class athletes across every sport. With all the BS in the supplement world, I trust Momentus's industry-leading quality standards and quality. Try Momentus for yourself by going to livemomentous.com slash richroll for 20% off plant-based protein and all of their top-of-the-line products. That's L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S dot com slash richroll for 20% off. We're brought to you today by On. I am a total gearhead. I love researching the latest technology for the sports I enjoy. And I've learned that people often overlook apparel, but what you wear isn't just clothes. It is without a doubt, technology. Technology that can make or break a performance. And I can tell you after spending two full days meeting with the apparel wizards at On Labs in Zurich, that On is innovating in this space like no other with next-gen premium fabrics, and just this heightened level of sophistication and precision and testing and development and intentionality previously unheard of that puts them just miles beyond the competition. I've been rocking On's high-performance running apparel, including the long tees, the weather jackets, even the climate jacket, all super lightweight, tailor-fit, built-to-move, and just gorgeous to get you out and get it done in Fleetfoot comfort, no matter the weather. I'm super proud to be a brand partner with this impressive team. From increasing product sustainability to improved energy return and impact protection, truly Swiss innovation at its finest. To get you moving, On is offering an exclusive 10% discount. To redeem, head over to on.com richroll and use code richroll10 at checkout. We're brought to you today by a very exciting brand new sponsor, Go Brewing. I am sober. I don't drink. And I devoted so many episodes of this podcast to the unreal benefits of an alcohol-free lifestyle. Why? Because even if you don't have issues with booze and suds, no amount of alcohol is good for you. At a minimum, it wreaks havoc on your sleep and produces a hangover that destroys your energy, your mood, and your focus. At worst, it turns your whole life upside down. But no longer does that mean you have to break up with your favorite brew because my pals at Go Brewing are making all your favorite brews, minus the alcohol, fewer calories, and more productive tomorrows. It's not every day that I get the privilege to witness the inception of a company collaborating with our podcast, but that's exactly what happened with Go Brewing. I'm gonna tell you this story. A few years back, I spoke at this event in Illinois, 
fittingly named Go. And it turns out that that very day catalyzed Joe, the founder, to start his own N.A. beer company, Go Brewing. I had no idea about any of this until I bumped into Joe at Jesse Itzler's Running Man event the other month in Georgia. And he shared this story with me. I savored his fare in all its varieties and deeply moved by the mission and what he shared with me and just impressed with the insane taste and quality of his alcohol-free concoctions, I wanted to help share the discovery. Made with natural ingredients faithful to traditional beer styles, Go Brewing has an impressive lineup of delicious, small-batch, craft, alcohol-free brews, all without added sugar or artificial processing. My favorite is their double IPA, not just another story, but Basically, you just really can't go wrong because everything they make is brewed to perfection, worthy of trying yourself, which you can now do at gobrewing.com. That's gobrewing.com and use the code RICHROLL for 15% off your first purchase. Okay, Chris. Uh, Coach's Corner has now become a bit of an institution on the show, uh, but the show is growing. So if you're new and don't know who Chris is, Chris Houth is a sub nine hour Ironman. He is age group Ironman world champion. He's a former Olympic swimmer and one of the world's most respected endurance coaches. In 2006, he won the Ironman Coeur d'Alene and went on to become the first American amateur and fourth overall American at the Ironman World Championships in Kona. Today, Chris coaches a wide spectrum of athletes, ranging from elite professionals, including Ironman and Western States top finishers, Ultraman winners, and Olympic trials qualifiers, all the way down to first-time half marathoners. Uh, Not only is he a great friend and my coach, he definitely guided me through three Ultraman World Championships, Epic Five, and most recently, our experience racing Otelo in Sweden. Uh, I love this guy. And today's conversation, as mentioned earlier, is all about navigating the off-season. We talk about the importance of rest, taking a break from training. We talk about eating and training with the seasons, setting goals and formulating a plan for the new year. And we talk sustainability, work-life training balance, and learning how to enjoy your fitness. Imagine that, enjoying your fitness. And we kind of rounded out by talking about bucket list events and about what each of us is looking forward to in 2018 and a whole lot more. So with that being said, here is me and Chris Hout. All right. Ready to rock? Yep. So Chris Hout, back in the house. Last time I saw you, we were sitting in a hotel room, not uh, dissimilar from the one. We always do this in hotel yeah. rooms. We, we, now we're in Santa Monica. Last time I saw you, we were in Stockholm, fresh off uh, our Utala experience. And I <laughs> wore this. still saying it like that. <laughs> uh, I think that's right. You've got it down. I know. And I wore the special t-shirt uh, for you today. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Somebody, a fan sent this to me custom made on the front are the GPS coordinates for the start of the race and on the back are the finish uh, line right coordinates. On. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. cool, right? So yeah, start and then you got and then that. it says yeah. that on there. So anyway, I'm gonna have to get you one of these. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can hit her up for a second one. Well, you sent me something really awesome that- Oh, you got it, Frame cool. picture, I got it over the weekend. I was sick last week, so I was so out of it. Uh-huh. So, here I am saying thank you right here. You sent me um, an amazing sort of picture frame full of pictures from the race, the map of the race, and signed it and so on. It's awesome. 
Well, I appreciate that, but I can't take uh, full credit for that because that was made by a fan who made two of those. Right so on. one for me, and I sent that one right to on. you. Well, whoever yeah. that is, thank you. Yes. Thank you. I the really name escapes me at the moment, but I will find out. I'll okay. put, I will properly thank uh, Yes, and I need to send the, an email in the, properly uh, to thank In the too. show notes. But yes. yeah, it was pretty cool, right? Very yeah, cool. Really cool. So we're back here for another edition of Coach's Corner, and uh, we have some cool stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about off-season training. We're heading into the winter months. How do you stay enthusiastic about your fitness? How do you stay fresh and connected mentally, physically, uh, and emotionally with, uh, with, your, with your athletic uh, journey? Athletic goals, yeah. Athletic I mean, goals. they seem so far away right now. Um, it's October basically one of the last days of October. Mm -hmm. And in order to project out what April and May will feel like, it feels so far away right now and staying motivated. The days are getting shorter, the weather's changing. And so it's hard. And so however we can help um, communicate what we're doing as well, because we're sort of in between events mm -hmm. and we don't really know what we're doing next. And that's part of it. It's as a community understanding we need to stay motivated. Right. I think the first thing is we have to acknowledge that we're in Southern California. And, uh, and, and I'll be the first to admit how soft that has made me when the days get shorter and it's just a little bit colder in the morning and it gets darker a little bit earlier. My motivation wanes pretty quick. Like it, it's just, it's just hard to get up out of bed when it's dark out and it's 40 plus degrees. Um, so I can't even imagine, you know, staring down the barrel of, you know, a snowy morning in sub, you know, sub-zero temperatures like a lot of people uh, are going to be contending with in the not-too-distant future. So it's tough. It's really hard to maintain that level of motivation um, when the sun's not shining and the weather's not bright. Yeah, and it's important to also give yourself a little bit of a break in those times because it's about consistency. It's not about overdoing it. You don't wanna stay super focused. As I was telling an athlete earlier today, it's about being 80% there. Mm -hmm. You know, Take that 20% edge off that you're super focused on, whether it's nutrition or how you're sleeping and how you're training and all the attention to detail that you look for. Instead, be consistent, stay connected, and have a focused outcome for that month and that next month so that you're still progressing somewhat, but you're not literally on it every mm -hmm. day. And yeah, one of the things that happens to me after a big event typically is I want nothing to do with working out for a little while. And I think part of that's healthy. Like you need a break, you know, mentally as much as physically. Um, so putting some time and distance between, you know, that intense period of time, I think is appropriate. Um, but but then it makes it that much harder to get back into it. I had a different experience after Sweden. Um, I remained enthusiastic about being fit because it had been five years since I had competed and, I, and, and it really did take me a long time to get back into form. And I was like, I'm not letting this go again. It took yeah. too long to climb back up that ladder. Uh, and yet, nonetheless, and I, and I went right back, you know, I took maybe, I don't know, 10 days of doing close to nothing, but then got back into a consistent rhythm with the workouts that you were sending me. But I've been far from perfect. Like I've, you know, I've been traveling and I miss here and there, but it's a different reaction to missing a workout. Like what I'm not, cause I'm not signed up for anything right now. And I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be doing next. Although that may change uh, pretty soon. Um, 
to be like, okay, so I missed it, like no big deal, as opposed to, you know, eight weeks out from Otillo thinking, oh man, you know, I can't, I can't miss a day. So it's a different response to not being perfect. It is. And I mean, there's two reactions to it after an immersive event like an Otillo, right? Where you would want to stay away from it for a little bit and just want to give your body and your mind a break. But many people come back from the, whether it's an Ironman, an Ultra, something like Otillo, and they're so motivated uh-huh. and they're so excited because it was such a incredible impactful experience that that they want to train again right away Mm -hmm. and that's when your mind and your body sort of separate right you're motivated but your body's not yet and you have to give yourself some time to get those two in sync again and recovery and the proper fueling to get those two back on the same railroad tracks takes a few weeks and a lot of people try to start up again too quickly and they fizzle out and that's when the motivation really gets hurt because then your body's disconnected from your motivation. Right. And then in four or five weeks from now, you really go off the rails. So you have to manage yourself very carefully after the event, knowing I got to reward myself with some downtime and I've got to reward my body with some downtime. Otherwise, in three, four, five weeks from now, I'm going to fizzle out even yeah. worse. But it's tricky because you want to harness that motivation when you have it because momentum is so important. And if you just let go of that and say, we'll revisit this in eight weeks. And then when eight weeks goes by, you know, that, 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 that motivation has been eclipsed with, you know, the sun setting too soon now and yep. the cold, the cold mornings and cold nights. It's the best time to formulate your plan though. In those weeks where the motivation is high, but you don't have to train it, mm-hmm. you can start writing out your plan. You can start working into, well, I want to do strength. I want to stay connected like this. You even came back and said, I'm missing a bunch of type of strength work that I felt was missing, Mm -hmm. or I really want to start incorporating this. So together with your coach or with me in this case, we start formulating a plan or you sort of give me homework to come back and Mm -hmm. say, all right, this is what we're going to do the next six weeks. And then as the big training comes back in, you'll have that platform to work off of. But it's a great time for that. Yeah, in in uh, in the wake of Otillo, that was one thing that was very clear to me is that I was lacking a significant amount of functional strength, and that that event required so much of it—the scrambling on all fours and the bending down and the you know sort of hauling yourself up these rocks and all of that—took uh, a huge toll on me, and I was not prepared for that, nor did I train for it, and it made me realize how much I've been overlooking that critical aspect of what it means to be truly fit, right? Oh, yeah. Because I just want to run and go out on trails and be on my bike. And as important as I know it is to be, you know, sound uh, in a whole body context and strong, um, I just was not attending to that. And so you've put me on over the last several weeks um, a pretty challenging, it looks on paper, it looks easy. <laughs> it looks so easy. Yes. Uh, challenging routine of functional body exercises that are as simple as like planks and air squats and mm-hmm. some lunges and things like that without any weights. You yeah. know, you've just started giving me a little, a few kettlebell exercises and things like that that I'm doing with very low weight. And it's amazing how sore it makes me and how, how like sort of crushing it is like just doing a series of air squats and i can't walk for like three days and that's part of the five-year rebuild we're on right 
we got you sort of fit again from an aerobic capacity and with the runs that you've been doing and now we're adding in more cycling but now we're going deeper we're we're peeling that onion back a little bit more and working on the functional strength and so on Mm -hmm. the other thing is it's nice for you is that i'm doing that on purpose because you're traveling you can technically do a lot of this on in any hotel gym yeah. And you don't even you, need the gym for 90% yeah. of what you're giving me. You could just do it in any, you know, four foot by four foot space. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we want to stay away from that, though. You don't want to yeah. start working out no, in no, your no, hotel no. rooms as you're on the road too much. We yeah. want to get you outside a little bit more. And it takes a lot to get me in the gym. I'm not a gym rat. Uh, but the winter months, that's the time, right? Yeah. This is the time where you can create that that strength base. Um, yeah, and it's a, it's a little bit of variety, too, because you're doing something different. You're activating different muscles. You're seeing different people. You're in a different environment. It does help a lot of people with their motivation, actually. It puts them... Where other people are and it still you feed off of that and so getting to the gym two three times a week on these darker months is a great time to sort of re-engage also with the social aspect of working mm-hmm. out and then mix in some cycling mix in some running mix in some swimming is great with regards to functional strength as you've been doing that i bet you if you go in the pool afterwards the first 1500 or 2000 are just yeah <laughs> swimming with stubs and but it just connects you to everything that you just activated. And most of these, if not all of these exercises are really, really pivot around core strength. Yes. Fundamentally. And I can tell you from experience, I know what it feels like in the pool running and on the bike when my core is strong versus when it's not. Uh, I don't think that it was very strong (laughs) this past season, but when it is strong, like if you, even if you're just doing 15 minutes you know, four times a week or three times a week, and you're doing that consistently over five, six, seven, eight weeks, you can feel the difference. Yeah. The, the strength in your stroke, like just your, you know, what you're, what you're able, the, just from your body position all the way down the line, it is incredibly noticeable. It makes yeah, a and, huge difference. And, and a big part, whether it's swimming, biking, or running, what separates our work muscles, legs, in the case of running and biking, with how our form is, upper body, is all the core. And if we can attach the two working parts of our bodies with better stability and better strength, it's incredible how long that carries us and it avoids injury. Mm-hmm. And then swimming, of course, we're working upper body, but we want to keep things sort of smooth with the lower body with our hips falling or snaking through the water. And if you have a strong core, you can keep alignment as well. And so it all starts from the middle before you do all the exercises yeah. of swim, bike, and run. Right. But we often overlook that people without a lot of experience in, in swimming believe or, you know, sort of mistakenly believe that you're generating power from your arms and your mm-hmm. shoulders and your lats. Your and hips. to some extent you are, but it's really coming from the core, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not just injury prevention and technique. It's that you're able to maintain your form when you start to fatigue. Longer, so you're, yeah, yeah, you're able longer. to maintain your running form. You're able to generate power from your, your core when you're climbing on a mm-hmm. bike and certainly in the pool. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And it's, 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 again, it's the anchor of everything we do. It starts at the center. And if it's strong there, you can start working on actually improving your running form. A lot of people focus on their shoes or on their foot placement because their back hurts or so on. But then we take a closer look and you notice they have no core and no stability coming from the core. So the load of the impact of the ground, let's say running Mm -hmm. 40 times your body weight, is all being lost 
in the middle because nothing is stabilizing it. Right. I know, but I hate doing it so oh, much. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst, right? Yep. And it's a lot it's of so repeats get, where yeah. we are currently. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of repetition and you're like another set and another set and another set. So. so if somebody's listening to this and they're time crunched, but they want maybe three or four or five core exercises that they can work into their routine, what, what are at the top of your list? Well, I really like those founders that we've been doing lately, where <laughs> if you look up um, a standing founder or a kneeling founder on, the, on Google or on the internet, you'll find that pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. it aligns your entire body and it requires you to maintain your core structure. Um, I like those rows that we do with um, from a sit-up perspective type where you're Mm -hmm. extending your legs and sort of rowing your arms at the same time while maintaining your core because again it keeps the whole chain activated and movement while you're doing core is really important because you want to get all those support muscles and stabilizers going as well so just sitting in one spot doing sit-ups while that's good you want to create more movement and rotation around that Mm -hmm. to again really create whether it's from the four pack to the six pack, the six pack to the eight pack. I mean, my daughter's a gymnast and watching her do some of the core exercise, it's it's ridiculous. I, yeah, I, I couldn't, even, imagine, right? couldn't even come close to keeping up with her. Uh-huh. Yeah, my experience is that you start really slow. Like I start with doing less than you advised because I want to nail the technique. Like yes. my form has to be perfect. That comes above everything else. And if I'm doing it consistently, I know that I'll build up quickly. Like it, the strength comes quick when you're doing it consistently. But you got to make sure that your technique is dialed in and you're not just jerking yourself around just to say that you did that many reps. Uh, and if you're doing it properly, you don't need to do that much if you haven't been doing it be- you know, before and you're going to feel the hurt big yeah, time. I mean, some of those bridges that we do, holding them for 30 seconds is the longest 30 yeah. seconds of the entire workout. No, I know. And I the must funny- be counting wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah, here. it's crazy. And and you're, yeah. you you sent me the workout. So I'm looking at it on my phone on Training Peaks and I'm at the gym. And like, I don't even know what these words mean, like Jane Fonda's and like, yeah. what are these crazy kettlebell? I don't even, there's, there's weird terminology. So I'm like, I go, I see that. And then I'm like, okay, now I got to go to YouTube and like watch a guy do this to figure out what I'm supposed to do. So it's taking me like three times as long to do it because I'm trying to learn as I go. That's how new to this i am like but it's so important i'm already seeing the results and it's an investment because we're going to do six to eight weeks of this phase and then we're going to have a platform we go off of from there where we'll use more kettlebells medicine balls we'll do our stretch cords and things Mm -hmm. like that to keep getting you stronger from the inside out and the important thing also and this is harder for the time crunched athlete but to then do the motions that you're focused on for your discipline for your sport afterwards on a tired body to focus on clean form light running for Mm -hmm. example high cadence cycling with an easy gear just to feel everything engaged and fatigued from the strength that you just did from the stability that you just did and notice wow there's my stomach muscles as part of my cycling form Right. So these gym exercises, these core exercises, they never come after the swim, bike, run workout. They always go before. Always, always. And in an ideal world, you find another 15, 30 minutes after to swim, bike, or run, or row, or whatever your discipline is that you're getting ready for. Mm Mm-hmm. I like this idea of kind of adhering to the circadian rhythms of your body and the seasons. You know, yeah. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, you know, nutritionally and just in terms of behavior habits. 
Um, it's something that I think we've moved too far away from in our culture. Uh, because you're right, you can't, there's no way you can maintain that level of focus and motivation year round. And the last thing you want is to come into July or August or whatever your big race is burned out. Well, it's also sustainability with regards to your life, family, mm -hmm. your career, right? You can't continue to maintain this singular focus on one thing while the other stuff keeps sitting on the back burner and or you keep pushing not negatively away. And I'm not saying that in a in as if people are completely overlooking it, but but you're trying to balance all three very carefully. And sometimes things do take bigger priority. And this is the time of year to exhale and accept that and mm -hmm. be have fun with it. I tell a lot of athletes, this is the time of year you cycle where you've passed roads before and you've been curious. I wonder what's up that road or that you take your family to hike on some of the runs, the far places that you've run right. to, right? In order to just sort of include and, and exhale a little bit so that when the hard months come and the motivation is not there, but you really need to push through, you have a way to look back and go, you know what? I gave back then. I backed off a bit. Now is time to hunker down. Mm -hmm. I just had the ex that experience the other day because when I go out for a trail run, I have my four or five favorite ones that I like to go to because I know exactly what to expect. I know where where they lead and how long it's going to take. It's me. measurable, therefore, yeah, too. Exactly. It's good training. But there's so many other trails around me that I've never visited because I don't want to when I have a key workout I'm trying to nail, I don't want to hit a trail I've never been on before and find out it ends like 200 meters into the run or something like that. Like I don't want to take that risk. So just the other day I went down pretty close to my house, this place called Paramount Ranch, all these trails down there. And it goes through this old Western town where they film TV shows. And I was like, I cannot believe I've never been here before. Like it's literally down the street because I don't want to make that bargain, but yep. this was like, this is a time to do it. It's an easy run. I'll just go and explore and have it's fun. It's a rewarding yeah. process at this time of year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in general, as the motivation gets lower and things get harder and the events are so far off and we don't know what to focus on, besides those short-term um, goals that we said at the end of the month, it's staying connected with your body. That right. you get to know yourself well enough that you can say, you know what? Sure, I fatigue quicker or I'm not as powerful but I'm not far off. I'm healthy, I'm connected to my body, and once the warmer days come or once I have an event, I can start building the plan and focusing back on that. But for now, I'm staying connected. That's the important piece. We're brought to you today by recovery.com. I've been in recovery for a long time. It's not hyperbolic to say that I owe everything good in my life to sobriety. And it all began with treatment and experience that I had that quite literally saved my life. And in the many years since, I've in turn helped many suffering addicts and their loved ones find treatment. And with that, I know all too well just how confusing and how overwhelming and how challenging it can be to find the right place and the right level of care, especially because unfortunately, not all treatment resources adhere to ethical practices. It's a real problem, a problem I'm now happy and proud to share has been solved by the people at recovery.com who created an online support portal designed to guide, to support and empower you to find the ideal level of care tailored to your personal needs. They've partnered with the best global behavioral health providers 
to cover the full spectrum of behavioral health disorders, including substance use disorders, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, gambling addictions, and more. Navigating their site is simple. Search by insurance coverage, location, treatment type, you name it. Plus, you can read reviews from former patients to help you decide. Whether you're a busy exec, a parent of a struggling teen, or battling addiction yourself, I feel you. I empathize with you. I really do. And they have treatment options for you. Life and recovery is wonderful. And recovery.com is your partner in starting that journey. When you or a loved one need help, go to recovery.com and take the first step towards recovery. To find the best treatment option for you or a loved one, again, go to recovery.com. What is the meaning of life? What happens when we die? What is our purpose here? If like me, you ponder these delicious existential questions, I have got just the thing for you. It's called Soul Boom. It's a podcast hosted by everyone's favorite best friend and my friend, the deep thinking and deeply hilarious Rain Wilson, where he communes with intellectuals and entertainers, theologians and philosophers in intimate exchanges that tickle the mind, heart, and yes, the soul. Subscribe to Soul Boom on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. You are listening to this podcast because you care about improving your health and your well-being. But this quest is incomplete if you have yet to add my friend Dr. Rangan Chatterjee's Feel Better, Live More podcast into your listening quiver. An RRP favorite and someone I'm personally quick to call when I'm in need of good advice. From nutrition to mindset, fitness, and relationships, each episode is packed with the tools you need to become the architect of your health. Subscribe to Feel Better, Live More, available wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. One of the things that I butt up against or experience in the off season is, and this is when I'm not working with you, is decision fatigue, right? Okay, there's no key race coming up. There's nothing specific that I'm training for. So for people who aren't working intimately with a coach, uh, you know, what is your suggestion in terms of how they approach these months, these weeks, when there isn't a lot of structure to avoid that pitfall of waking up, well, do I do this? Do I do that? Like, that just doesn't work for me, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, you're just walking around, like burning all this energy going, well, I could run, but if I do that, then I'm going to be late for this meeting. So maybe I'll do that tomorrow. And you yep. spin this cycle that it's just so much easier when I open up training peaks and that workout is there. And it's like, okay, that's what I'm doing today. Like I'm not, there's no debate about it. The easy answer is always to say, well, work on your limiters at this time of year, right? But that requires even more motivation, <laughs> yeah. right? Because uh-huh. it, you don't enjoy it as much. Mm-hmm. So if you don't feel like doing that, or if you just don't want to motivate yourself currently to work on your limiters, at least stay with your strengths, do the things you enjoy, Mm -hmm. because that's important. You're doing this as a hobby. It's not a job. So do it because you enjoy it. And then there's a lot of cross training opportunities from skiing. So cross country skiing, skate skiing, doing different events and trying that, you know, trail hiking even, right? With with weight on and things like that, rocking. There's all kinds of different events in the meantime mm-hmm. that people can do that keeps them aerobically connected. What is your opinion on CrossFit? 
CrossFit, I love it actually. A lot of people are always surprised when I when they hear me say that. And that is because a good six, eight week cycle of CrossFit is incredibly impactful. Mm, I've never done it. Somebody's knocking at the door. Yeah. Should I go answer it? Hold yeah. on. Let's see what's going on here. We're checking pause. Hi. Uh, do you want ice? I think we're good. No. Thank you. Never been asked for ice no, before. No. Yeah. Well, it's because you weren't recording a podcast. Yeah, exactly. So there was nothing. To, there was nothing to interrupt. Body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's interesting. So you're 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 uh, you're a fan and a supporter of, of uh, CrossFit. I've never yeah. done CrossFit. Before. Well, I think the the format needs to be an eight week cycle, six week cycles as they mm. build and progress you through a good strong cycle. But then the challenge that I have with CrossFit, and a lot of them have gotten a lot better with this because they're aware of that. And that is then to phase off for three, four, five weeks so that your body can absorb the work and the stress it went through to mm-hmm. get stronger, and then. You know, three, four weeks of maintenance, real lighter load, even going into some endurance stuff that we do and then go back for another six, eight weeks. Now, there's memberships and the gyms aren't structured like that, that when you come in, we're going to start a six week program for you. Um, But there is plenty of knowledge and experience and great trainers out there who can set that up for you. Yeah, I think it I think it. It's important that whoever's running the CrossFit box that you go to knows what they're talking about. And I think you also have to know yourself because it's it's easy to get caught up in the, you know, the enthusiasm of the crowd and the the support, which is amazing. And that's the biggest part. We we are in a sport that is very alone. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you have an opportunity to motivate yourself with other athletes in a gym or in a box or with a master swim program or anything where you can just be around other people and having fun and get to know people. It's huge because we spend so many hours out there alone during the season. This is the time of year to start building those friendships and those support groups to get you out there right. or to the gym. I think just start slow though. Oh yeah. You don't want to get hurt. Yeah. It's, got, it's got to be pretty easy to get hurt in CrossFit. Yep. There's usually a PT place very close to every CrossFit gym. <laughs> And there's cards <laughs> yeah. on the wall everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been a. So what else about the off season do we need to keep in mind? Well, uh, you want to understand that also, speaking of me here, um, when you get sick, you have to listen to your body, mm-hmm. right? Um, you got to take lot. your own medicine, your now, own now, advice. I just, got, I just got done with being sick and I'm surprised how shelled it left me. I even jumped back into the pool and I'm like, oh, I was out of the pool for a week. How bad can it be? I would say about 1,500 yards in, I started losing my energy. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I was swimming Mm -hmm. practically backwards. I had to get out of the swim practice the other day and go to the bathroom. Uh When was the the last time you did that? It's been years since I've actually done the excuse of, I sure, I need to go to the bathroom. I need to take a breather. Uh So it, it, it really surprised me. It really knocked me down. But... I also needed to recognize like you you need to take a couple of days and really go easy and Mm -hmm. not expect to jump right back in because it could leave me either sick again or injured. Mm -hmm. What is your uh, sort of take on the experience that we had in Sweden now that some months have passed? Like looking back on that experience. Well, it was obviously amazing. I had a blast doing it with you. Um, now knowing it and understanding it better. And we said this from the very beginning, mm-hmm. 
Um, of course, there's things that we would want to train differently and apply differently. So I think that's the main takeaway. Um, I would love to go back and really get our asses kicked, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where we're really just snots flying out of our nose going that hard the whole way. Um, and I think we're totally capable of that and be fun. Um, so from that perspective, but I'm not also that competitive about it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have asked me, well, do you want to go back? Do you want to, is this the thing now? And that's exactly the answer I don't want to give mm -hmm. because sure, you can go back every year and try to improve and sort of do the Ironman thing again. But I've been saying, I feel like I have a few more years left to really do some wacky adventures before I got to start slowing down right. or my body will start telling me to slow down. And so Attilo taught me there's so many adventures out there that we can still attack and mm -hmm. have fun with and experience and become smarter, better, deeper athletes from that I want to explore those now. You should. I mean, it would be fun to go back knowing what we learned and preparing a little bit better, you know, than, than at least speaking for myself than, than I did last year. Um, but it's not like, oh, I have to do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel that. We're still not going to win. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it, yeah. at the end of the day, like, so we're, no. we're still participating. Of course we want to be respectable, but again, there's so much adventure out there to be found and to experience and immerse ourselves into that it just opened a door of exciting new opportunities. Mm -hmm. I think, and this is just my personal opinion, I think you need to do Ultraman. Yeah. You got, you got to do it. And yeah. you only have, I don't know, I mean, you could probably do it when you're 55 and win it, but I think you've got a couple years right now where you're in the position to walk into that race and do some damage. I mean, you, you, you could certainly win that race. I know it's a huge time commitment to prepare yeah. for something like that, but as somebody who's done that race, and obviously you're the person who shepherded me through that, um, it's a really extraordinary, beautiful event, and I think you would love it, and I think you would crush it. Yeah. Well, if you'll be my crew. Uh, I'll crew for you. Yeah. yeah, there's no question about it. I would crew for you for yeah, that. It's, it's one of those adventures that I have on the 2018 idealist uh -huh. okay. i'm uh, putting in for norseman mm. um, which is next week the general entry um so that should be fun if i do get in go yeah. back to scandinavia and cold water cold yeah. weather but the interesting thing there it would fit on a progression even towards ultraman mm -hmm. if the back end of next year becomes that yeah, because I think you still, the way it stands right now, you still have to do another Ultraman to go to the Hawaii Ultraman. Yeah, well, so they also have wild card entries. Oh, they do? They yeah. do. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure if they yeah, still they have do. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else is on that bucket list? <laughs> 2018. Um, there's a couple of um, super long ultra runs mm -hmm. that I've been also introduced to from my athletes. Um, so anything in the Alps, um, Italy, and things like that were three, four day five-day multi-stage ultra running events mm -hmm. um, that's starting to become interesting because again it just makes Trans me rockies is that well that's a, that's a team thing in the u.s but in europe you have oh, yeah, a bunch rocky, of yeah, um, yeah. um an alps version yeah of exactly that. alps version i've gotten into with a few athletes with marathon de sables now uh -huh. and while the desert isn't sort of my thing um, i like the heat I think there's uh, other adventures that I would prefer multi-day, mm -hmm. 
but it's also learning again the nutrition and the fueling for what you have to pack yourself and how you start working your body down to understanding exactly what it needs for so many hours a day and then the sleep and the recovery i mean diving into it with these athletes has been great it's such an adventure to be a part of have you trained athletes for mds before yeah you have once Uh um, about eight years ago and I was a rookie with it, and he was too. And he finished, and he had a great experience. But it's more now having some people who are competitive in it, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's a really cool event. Yeah. Someday, yeah. maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Here we go. You know, yeah, here I don't we know. Go. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> well, I have a little adventure that's possibly on the horizon, but I'm not the guy who who I might be doing this with has has sworn me to secrecy for the time being, but yeah. uh, I'm inching closer towards a possible event uh, in the new year that I'm pretty excited about. And it, and I, since I sort of know what you're talking about, I think what's really interesting about it again, it's a new learning experience. It puts you into that growth place where you will again have a huge leap forward into what your understanding of your body, of your mind, and your environment is. Mm -hmm. And that'll be just, again, such a cool, cool adventure. Yeah, it's about as different from Otillo as it possibly could be, and I'm just going to leave it at that for right now. But I'll I'll report back soon on whether it's going to happen or not. Yeah, that'll be Um, a different coach's corner. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) very, very different. Um, cool, man. Well, I think, you know, in thinking about how we enter into the winter months and stay fresh and stay engaged and excited, um, speaking from my own personal experience as somebody who kind of got, you know, a little bit out of shape over the last couple of years and then clawed my way back, uh, it's so much more important to be consistent than it is to put in the huge days. Yes. And as we go into these darker months, to just remain, uh, to remain engaged on some level so that you're doing something every day, or if not every day, most days, so that you're connected to your fitness. And if that's just a half an hour or 15 minutes or 45 oh, minutes, yeah. that's fine because the consistent application of that will is much more important than, oh, I didn't do the super long run or the this or the that, you know, the impressive workout that looks good on Strava. Yeah. And recognize 80% of you doing it as serious as the 100% of you is already really, really good at these times of the year. And don't be so hard on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, you don't want to slack off, but understand, well, there's an edge that I can take off. There's a place I can balance and feel really good, connected, not unfit and still moving forward and set those short-term goals. Those are key, sort of saying at the end of October, I want to achieve this. Right. At the end of November, I would like to still achieve this. And especially as we go into the holidays, the hard thing there is there's so much distraction. There's so many other things going on that make those goals a little bit simpler, but say by January 1, I want to ride 100 miles um, at this time of year, Mm -hmm. something like that, or do 100 push-ups in, five minutes, something. I think that's wise advice. What you don't wanna do is be that guy or woman who wakes up on January 1st or January 2nd feeling like shit because you've just slacked off completely and let the whole thing go uh, and then go, okay, what am I gonna do now? Like you just woke up from some crazy, you know, food coma fever dream. 
Start yeah, doing the, it. Start just laying those little bricks now. Yep. And, the, and even if you're not perfect, you're not looking for perfection through the holidays. You're looking to just remain somewhat connected, somewhat consistent, because we can rebuild it. You don't want to be too hard you're on yourself. In touch with it, yeah, still. exactly. We can rebuild it, but if we're taking eight weeks off, it becomes challenging. Mm-hmm. What else do we need to know? Thanksgiving's creeping up. Yeah, no, I don't think. Yeah, Ultraman's creeping up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't even been paying attention. I don't even know who's I don't, racing. I don't this know. Year. I know that the field is uh, is pretty impressive. I is saw it? it a couple weeks ago because I had an athlete pointed out to me. But yeah, this is again just stay healthy, stay motivated, take the edge off, and be positive. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. For a brief, this might be our shortest coach's corner. Yeah. But it's good. Right it's good. to the point. Just a corner. All right. Well, will you come back soon? And yeah. we'll do this again. Once we know, I know. what we're what we're preparing for. <laughs> we don't need to. We probably will by then though. Yeah, but continue with the strength. Continue working on little things that you know were niggles last year. Mm-hmm. And again, we know you can run. We know you can cycle. We know you can swim. It's more about now working from the inside out. It's been really good to be back on the bike i rode the other day and i was like oh i actually like i can actually ride up this hill you You felt the strength right away yeah yeah i felt it right away and it felt really good to be back on the bike and engaged with it because it had been so long and you forget how how much fun it is yeah so that's good i'm glad you enjoy it yeah (laughs) right now i am (laughs) cool awesome man uh if you're if you're digging on chris as always at aimp coach on uh on twitter and then aimp coaching.com and the weekly word podcast on itunes and all good stuff man Right How on. many athletes are you coaching right now? This is the time of year where you re-up with people? Yeah, but it's been pretty steady that I keep my stable of 50 athletes. That's what it's been for years now. Just mm-hmm. right around there. Good deal, man. Awesome. All right. All right. Until next time. Thank you. Peace, plants, training. All right. I hope you guys dug that. If you would like to enjoy a full video version, if you would like to actually experience visually this podcast, thanks to David Zamet, you can enjoy that on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash patrol. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Do you know what you're going to eat? Are you prepared? Can you get through it without gorging on the wrong foods? Come on. No excuses, people. I got you covered. This is the whole reason that we created the Plant Power Meal Planner. It's for this very purpose. The Plant Power Meal Planner is this incredibly powerful, robust, online, mobile-friendly resource tool that takes all the mystery and guesswork out of eating right, out of eating plant-based, and we do it at an incredibly affordable $1.90 a week, which is basically like loose change. And when you sign up, here's what you get. Thousands of plant-based recipes, thousands, unlimited meal plans and grocery lists. Everything is now metric system compliant. It's all personalized and customized based on your goals and your food preferences, your allergies, your time constraints. You can dial it up depending upon how many people you have in your family, the dish size, etc. We have an incredible team of customer support people available to you seven days a week. These are people that live and breathe this stuff, people with graduate degrees, athletes, parents, etc. We even have grocery delivery in about 60 metropolitan areas. What that means is when you select the recipes that you like, 
it creates this grocery list. If you're in one of these metropolitan areas, you can actually get those groceries delivered right to your door, everything you need to make these recipes. I mean, I don't know what else we could do to make it simpler, to make it more accessible to eat right. We're getting great feedback on this. I think it really over delivers, especially based on the price point. It's life-changing stuff. We got tons of great stuff for Thanksgiving in there. You can get everything you need to satisfy even the most finicky meat eater in your family. To find out more, go to meals.richroll.com or click on Meal Planner on the top menu at richroll.com. And when you're on my site, make sure you visit the episode page for this episode. Always visit the episode pages. We got tons of show notes with all sorts of links and resources to take your experience of the conversation uh, beyond the earbuds. And we're really proud of the work that we put into those. So please check those out. If you would like to support this show and my work, share it with your friends and on social media, leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button. That might be the most important thing to do. Uh, and also you can contribute to my work financially on Patreon. We have a Patreon page set up. There's a banner ad on every episode page of the podcast. It's easy to find. Um, I'm going to be doing another AMA for Patreon supporters, uh, time and date TBD, but I'll be announcing that on Patreon. I did one the other day. We only had two people on there. I think that's my fault for not sort of promoting it actively and making sure that everybody was aware of it. And so I'm learning. Uh, I'm going to be doing it again in probably about two weeks or so, and I'll let you guys know. If you would like to receive a free, short, weekly email from me, semi-weekly, most weeks, uh, I sent one out called Roll Call. It's just basically five or six cool things I came across over the course of the week. A couple cool articles, a documentary, a product I'm enjoying, no spam, no affiliate links, totally free, just good stuff. It's a way for me to communicate with you guys more directly rather than just posting on social media and hoping that you guys see it. So really for people that are you know interested in making sure that they're on top of the things that I'm interested in. And I'm really enjoying doing it, although I don't always get to it every week, but I'm trying to get better. Uh, in any event, thank you to everybody who helped put on the show today. Jason Camiello for audio engineering production, interstitial music, and help with the show notes. Sean Patterson for all his graphic wizardry. David Zamet for his photo portraits and video work and theme music, as always, by the great Anna Lemma, who you can now hear in Jaden Smith's new album, Sire, which is really a great album if you're into hip-hop. It's really cool. I love that guy. All right, thanks for the love, you guys. See you back here soon in a couple days. Until then, have a great Thanksgiving. Be grateful. Give love. Approach it from a perspective of service. What can you contribute? What can you give rather than what are you going to get out of it? And I think the more you can adopt that mindset, the more gratifying and the more um, fulfilling that experience will be. And I'm saying this to remind myself, you guys. All right. Be well. Talk to you soon. Peace, plants. Namaste. Namaste.